Are You Playing? Greetings, and welcome to What the Bleep Are You Playing? A podcast where we play a game many times bad and tell you why the bleep we played it. I'm Double O Sean. This is Shaken Not Stirred Thomas and from Mason with Love. And we're playing... James Bond 007 Nightfire. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. I am <laughs> I'm very much excited for this. Even though this is technically the wrong game, uh, I am very, very much excited for this. Yeah, so, should we tell that story? Well, we can. Though, some behind-the-camera stuff. So uh, each of us choose a game, and that's what we play, and we do all these things. And Mason was like, ah! There's this game that I played a lot as a child. Or well, as well, not not a not a lot. It was a game actually that I tried to play a lot as a as a child because I could never get past the the opening level, and neither could my dad. And I was very very certain that it was Nightfire. It was not. It was Agent Underfire. It was the game that came up before this. <laughs> but in in my defense, and like. Both of these guys will vouch for me. They both have very, very similar titles, very similar boxes, and they're, and they're both James Bond. And they're both, and they're, on top of that, they're both Brosnan Bond games. So like, it's a very, very easy, easy to con, to, at least for me, was very easy to confuse. But you know, uh, on the bright side, I, I'm actually, I'm glad it was this game. Not that, not that I, Agent Under Fire isn't good too, but Nightfire is fantastic. Get that out! Of, get that out of the way right now. Nightfire was fantastic. Yeah, this game rocks. <laughs> and, and I and uh, on and honestly, I was a I was a little bit worried coming into this at first because I was about I was about to be very negative about it because as I told these two before, I didn't know you could change the controls, <laughs> and and the first controls that it throw that they throw you into are the Golden Knight controls. Which don't work. They just don't. They're very good for the N sixty four controller. That's it. <laughs> yeah, this game's good. It's it was it's, it's oh my god, it's fantastic. And that could be because you didn't start a new profile. Because at mm-hmm. the beginning of every new profile, it mm-hmm. asks you what you set your own controls. You, and you, you can controls. also mix and match some of the controls as well. Oh, uh, there are a lot of customizing. Uh, it, this game was very much about building your profile, your feel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're talking about James Bond 007 Nightfire. And Bond is arguably one of the most prolific licensed game franchises of all time. Oh, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. there are very few Bond licensed games that are not critically praised. Mm-hmm. So This was like either the- critically praised or financially successful. They, they, uh, they, they a lot of, you know some of the non critically praised ones still made bank. <laughs> like the 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 Bond franchise is really where the beginning of like three D console shooters began. Like there there had been yeah. some in the past. There like Do- Doom, but Doom was, was a computer game. And Do- yeah, and the first that had to get were primarily on your computer, your home computer, whether it was your Apple, your. Uh, 
I don't know what model Windows at the time was. <laughs> right, one of them. Yeah, uh, early, early and those, and because because primarily you wanted to have a joystick when you were playing. Uh, a lot of it, also, you know, keyboard controls were easier than a Super Nintendo controller, mm-hmm. and, and the, it, the yeah. advent of the uh, analog stick on the sixty-four changed the game in a lot of ways. And then Rare decided to drop from the heavens and go, "Hey, let's revolutionize gaming again," for like the second time, for like the second time in three years, and dropped. 007 GoldenEye for the N64. Yeah. Back Which when uh, Rare was a worked almost exclusively with Nintendo. Nintendo. Yes. Yeah, that, oh man, what a what a time that was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, there, and there there were like 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 you said they were mainly on the PC, but there were other 3D shooters at the time. I think Quake was around there still too mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. first Half-Life, I think, would have been around the same time. Yes, but again, those were both PCs. But those were both PCs. This mm-hmm. is where console shooters yes. began. They, you can really, you can thank, like, Halo and Gears of... Maybe not as much Gears of War, but, like, De- Halo for sure for this like this game. You can thank GoldenEye for... for uh, Creating for a lot of this genre. Like well, maybe not just creating this genre, but creating uh, a multiplayer environment that people really yes, did. absolutely. Because uh, GoldenEye's biggest selling point was... Sit down with four of your friends and play. Because yeah. while I'm sure most people can remember pieces of the one player and, you know, playing by yourself, uh, GoldenEye, most people's memories of GoldenEye is playing with friends. Right. Uh, yeah. And then Rare would make the unofficial sequel to GoldenEye, uh, Perfect Dark. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That Yeah, that was pretty much. <laughs> Which I hear is better oh, than is GoldenEye, mm-hmm. but... I don't know if it was as successful because GoldenEye had that Bond license. It, I, I played more Perfect Dark in my life uh, than probably GoldenEye. Perfect Dark was the game we played a ton, simply from just some of the added gadgets and things like that. Sentry guns is one of the coolest things you could have. You're walking in a hallway and you're a door, or a door and you just throw your gun up at there and you hide in a corner and just as every time they walk through or you can find where they spawned at and you just make sure your sentry gun is up there. And I, and I, and I, I do actually, I think... Start, starting this discussion with this discussion with GoldenEye is actually a very very good place to start because this game definitely feels a lot like GoldenEye but better. Just adding adding more to that multiplayer experience, which I had heard about for a long time and had never gotten to experience until only just recently. Yeah, gold. Yeah, Nightfire is basically. GoldenEye, but for the PS2 era. Mm-hmm. Because Agent Under Fire tried to be that, but Agent Under Fire uh, was originally going to be the PS2 version of the tie-in game, The World Is Not Enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? But they that. had to change stuff because uh, the PS2 version got delayed. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't actually, because I, I played both Nightfire and Agent Under Fire before this, I didn't play enough of it to to remember. Uh, but did, did Agent Under Fire have a multiplayer? I believe it does. Yes. It does. Okay. Was Agent Under Fire first person? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. It's Nightfire is pretty much the. It, it is the the direct. Because I, I, I had not so. played Agent Under Fire, so that's the. Yeah. I, yeah. Nightfire is the direct sequel to Agent Under Fire okay. to the point where I believe there's some characters that no, there's not. My bad. The character I thought carried over uh, dies in like the second level of Agent Under Fire. <laughs> Never Yikes. mind. Well, we played uh, Nightfire on uh, the. Well, you guys. Played a bit on the PlayStation 2, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. I played exclusively on the Xbox, uh, and then we all had a big stream, and we all played multiplayer uh, playing on the Xbox. At Lesbro's Games on Twitch.com. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Twitch.tv slash Lesbro Games with a Z. 
Uh, but yeah, shameless plug. Yeah, but, way, way to plug shamelessly. Uh, you know, that's all, all the thing we can do. In his defense, I brought it up first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not even your thing to plug. No, I'm kidding. I know it's not, but I, 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 I support my friends and their endeavors. It also Fair helps enough. that I was on the stream, so give me money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... James Bond 007 Nightfire is a 2002 first-person shooter video game that published one year before I was born. Published by Electronic Arts for the GameCube, PlayStation 2, Xbox, Windows, and then later releases for the Game Boy Advance in 2003, and then the Mac OS X in 2004. The computer versions feature modifications to the storyline, different missions, and the removal of the driving sections that were in the home consoles. The game's story involves fictional British secret agent James Bond as he undertakes... But he's not real? Surprise. Despite Uh, the fact that one of the books tried to make it seem like he is. (laughs) It's really dumb. (laughs) He undertakes a mission to investigate the operations of a noted industrialist, uncovering a plot by them to conquer the world via a major defense satellite created by the United States. The game uses the likenesses of Pierce Brosnan's act... Of Pierce Brosnan's actor James Bond. Of James Bond's actor Pierce Brosnan. Woo. Oh man! You were like that's... he's real, and I was like, yeah, he's real. Pierce Brosnan <laughs> played him. It's Pierce Brosnan going, yeah, you know that James Bond guy? I did all his stunts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know those? Yeah, you know those Double Seven movies? I'm in the more than James, James Bond. Bond is. <laughs> that's likeness right. of James Bond actor Pierce Brosnan, but the character was voiced by Maxwell Caulfield, who does an impression. It's not, not a great Pierce Brosnan. Great... He's a fine. The voice is fine. It's just it's yeah. not a Pierce yeah. Brosnan. I think he's a great Bond. Yeah, but he's yeah he's not a great. It's Pierce just Brosnan. it's kind of weird coming out of what looks like Pierce Brosnan. Well, yeah. and a and a and a, a close approximation for two thousand two mm-hmm. of Pierce Brosnan. Look, it's better than 007 Racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I honestly think Maxwell Caulfield's voice fits better coming out of the previous Bond, Agent Under Fire, because I couldn't get Brosnan's likeness for that game, so they had to make an original model. They, mm-hmm. Yeah, they made him different. Uh, what, has he been in anything else? Not really. Okay. I went and tried to, to go through a lot of his IMDb, and I was like, I don't recognize a lot of his stuff. He's been around for a long time, and the name felt familiar, but nothing stuck out that I knew of, really. He's a, a TV actor with a little bit of voice work. Huh. Fair. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, the game obviously featured both single-player campaign campaign uh and a multiplayer campaign uh and for the xbox it did have online capabilities that's that sounds crazy to me that that long ago there was which would have been around because that would have been around the same time uh or it would later it added some online stuff because that was the xbox the xbox was online so yeah the xbox's big thing was that it was online online um we played a whole lot of the multiplayer. Oh, so, so like much. that's probably what a lot of we're going to talk about in this because that's where the most fun we had in it. But it does have a very interesting and fun single player uh, with a, with multiple different elements. Not just first person. There is a lot of vehicles, which ends up being a spy hunter ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> which, is- as Thomas pointed out. Before the 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 we started recording, that Spy Hunter is a Bond ripoff, so it's yeah, so very funny. It's the circle of life. Uh, you know, one thing that I will give uh, most of the Bond games is that yes, there were movie tie-in games, but I think a good bulk of them aren't. I think most of them aren't movie tie-ins. Um, a lot of them aren't. There's a surprising amount of Bond games that are original stories. Well, which I do like a lot. Fun fact for this one, the game was in, was in development as early as September of 2000, 
and it was announced as James Bond 007 in May of 2001. In so February of 2002, the working title of this was James Bond in Phoenix Rising, and the I game's like final that. title was unveiled three months later. James Bond actor Pierce Brosnan, in two, uh, July of 2002, had his head scanned with a digital a laser digitizer to create the player character. You're, Whoa! Uh, <laughs> so. In North America, Nightfire was released for home consoles, coinciding with the theatrical release of Die Another Day. That's that yeah, was this was this was the 40th anniversary of Bond. So mm -hmm. Die Another Day was released this year as well as Nightfire, which is kind of hilarious because it's the exact opposite of what would happen 10 years later. We got a good game and a hmm, movie this year <laughs> and we got and for the 50th anniversary, we got a good movie and a uh, game. game. <laughs> uh, Nightfire also marked the first time a James Bond video game featured an original song. Yes. That's right. Uh, Nearly Civilized, performed by Ethero, uh, was the opening. Eh, it's okay. I, I liked it quite a bit. the shit out of you. <laughs> I liked it. Compared to the movie intros, which we talked about before the recording, it's just, it's... Eh. It's also the first Bond game to Okay, that's fair. Fucking song. That's fair. And, if, you that's know, they, they look at the cast. If you and I look at the cast, it's a lot of, what, huh, who... <laughs> uh, yeah. they, they did not spend a whole lot of money on the voice work, or if they did, it wasn't for big names. I hope all the voice actors got paid. They deserve it. <laughs> yeah. The soundtrack also, you know, so, you know, I I, the, I, I don't know who Estero is. Maybe they have hits that I don't know about, but look, good for them that they got the Bond song here. Well, you said, uh, so we were talking about it earlier, you mentioned they were from Canada, right? They are Canadian hip-hop Fun, uh, fun uh, music-related law in Canada is that Canadian radio is required to play a certain amount of Canadian artists. So you know someone out, someone up there, in uh, in in uh, the hat of North America, is playing that song or that artist. Great, it's gonna go with the Great North, but all right. We all know that Canada is just America's hat. Uh -huh. <laughs> just, like right. just like Mexico was its pants. Um, <laughs> this is a weird tangent there. Um, of the three of us, Thomas is the only one who has who actually beat the entire game or has beaten the entire game. I have beaten it twice. Yeah, uh, I got pretty far or played through a lot of it. The fun thing when I booted up the game, uh, I found out that my Xbox, whoever owned it before, had beaten this game before. So there was a lot I could go through and play a lot of the levels. So I got to try a lot of the stuff and, and do some different things. I just wanted to get a good experience for it. Very similar to kind of how I unlocked all the levels for Wolverine's Revenge. Mm. And then I got I got screwed by the controls. <laughs> uh huh. By but, Goldfinger's controls, to be exact. Um, Goldeneye. Or Goldeneye, sorry, dang it. Uh, <laughs> Anyways. This game, you really feel like Bond. Like, legitimately... This game feel like, just from the drop-down, uh, the opening where you're in a helicopter... Mm before you're running away in a car and then sneaking into a castle, basically, is your first three things you have to do. You feel like Bond just mm -hmm. immediately, and they drop you in. And uh, I really appreciated that, especially for 2000s games. There are times when this could have easily been a phoned-in game. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes, With good multiplayer, could have been just phoned in for yeah. the single player, but the single player is... The single player good. is very good. It... It's kind of funny because the plot does take a lot of 
things from other oh very much uh, Bond films. For God's sake, the entire climax is in space. Moonraker, right? Um, the whole laser thing that is very similar to Die Another Day. Um, I think the the car is very much based off the one from Die Another Day as well. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Although, the one in the next game, Everything or Nothing, is even more based off it because hey, cloaking device. Oh, nice. <laughs> Well, I gotta play that. Look, Die Another Day is one of the is debatably one of the worst bonds. I have a soft spot for it because it was my first bond. That car chase on the ice is baller shit. Fantastic. Like uh, yeah, let's crap. let's get that out of the way. I I don't think it will be a controversial statement to say that I'm just going out on them. I think I'm the biggest bond fan yes. here. You would be. You, yeah, you uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I I, I, I didn't want to disown any of you. No, no you're no, fine. No, it's fine. Uh, you would be the biggest of the Bond fans among us. Uh, you have a more knowledge of all of Bond, whereas a lot of my knowledge exists, exists before Brosnan. There's some, but most of my knowledge is Brosnan and Craig. And I've only seen one Bond movie all the way through. So, Which, to be fair, was Casino Royale, which is a good yeah. one. Yeah, you've seen one of the absolute best, so... That's why. That's why I watched this because I was told it was one of the uh, best. But you did mention that it like the game borrowed a lot from other Bonds. Yeah. And legitimately, the levels in the multiplayer are all from different Bond uh, movies. Yeah, like uh, Fort Knox is from Golden Goldfinger. Uh, oh, Atlantis yeah. was from The Spy Who Loved Me. Uh, it also includes. Uh, you can choose characters. There are different film franchise characters that you can get in here. It just there's so many unlockable characters yeah. in this game. I, we didn't have all the unlockable characters to play, but there are so many. There are you there's can, things from Jaws in this game. You can you can play as Jaws, uh, the dude with the metal teeth. You can play as Mac Zorn, Christopher Walken. Mm -hmm. You can play as Scaramanga, Christopher Lee. You can play as uh, the best Bond girl, Pussy Galore. It's not actually. Uh, you can play as actual best Bond girl, May Yoon from Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, <laughs> but you can't play as Odd Job. I wonder yes, why. Yes, you can. Oh, you can? Yes, I believe oh, I didn't see him. in there. Uh, because, but if you did, because, you are a cheating, yeah, cheating, I was gonna say, because bad Gold, person. Because Goldeneye didn't ruin enough friendships. <laughs> what, was, what was it about? I, I had always heard because about that. Because Oddjob's short as fuck, and you can't aim at him the same way you can aim at other people. Mm -hmm. Because okay. Oddjob is short as hell. So That's he can, right. So he doesn't even have to crouch to dodge bullets. He can literally just stand there and mm -hmm. then be like, neat, punch you in the dick and then run. <laughs> uh, He's the Meta Knight of, of GoldenEye then. Yeah, pretty much. One thing, at least in the multiplayer, uh, definitely not as... But I mean, I, this this element in it wasn't also in the single player on it. The only way you can do melee combat is if you don't have a gun in your hand. Whereas GoldenEye, you could... Actually, no, that's not true. You can swap between the gun you have in your hand and your fist. Well, yes, that's what I mean. Yeah, oh, you, right. you, yeah, yeah, you just right. have to go two fists. Right. But, but with, with in Goldeneye, you could use your gun and you could you could pistol whip people. Oh, I didn't pistol know. whip them. And that's something that I was just like, uh, because that that was a huge part of having to fight in Goldeneye. And in this game, they it's it's all trying to you know you're challenging them to fisticuffs, and it's. I do, but I do I do think that does do something kind of interesting where it like forces you to use your gun in close up mm -hmm. uh, engagements. That's fair. I think I think and that's, that's probably why they are. But when you're out of bullets and you're trying to do a lot of it, I just I just wanted to be able to go behind somebody, especially if you're if you've exec if you've been able to sneakily get up on someone and come behind and just whack them on the back of the head and kill them. That is my favorite thing to do in in, in Goldeneye. I didn't yeah. know there was a thing you could do in Goldeneye. Yeah. 
Um, and there's also the fact that, like I said, we put... But also in the single player, that element, I a lot of times like, oh, if I could... You know, there are different stealth gadgets in this game and things like that, but I was like, oh, I'm just going to go up and I can't whack him. Oh, no, I've been found. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, the game... Boy, how do you want you to do stealth in one of the levels? I... That was Stealth my least favorite level. Game. That was my least favorite level in the game. Uh, that and the submarine level. I I think I just have a thing against submarines. <laughs> they they really there really isn't a lot of spying in this spy game. No, I they, mean there's some, well, but there is the problem for the 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 stealth elements of the game is. You can't do it. Crouch really makes you not be able to do very much. So yeah. having you on crouch, and then on top of it, you you don't really have a whole lot of melee, and the computer AI can see you a lot faster than I would have expected. I'm like, I'm definitely not an eyesight. Oh, they found me. <laughs> yeah, specifically, I don't know if you got this far, specifically the second to last level where you are facing off against the uh, main bad guy's henchwoman and her... And his main henchmen and all the guards in his facility. It's a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. Like, you try to stealth through and it just doesn't work. Like, for me, it didn't. Maybe I just suck, but... I mean, I'm not great at stealthing in general, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who's seen you play Batman Begins can vouch. <laughs> Peek. Uh, or when we played through Uncharted 3. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or Uncharted 4. <laughs> or um, um, Hitman. Yeah. I mean that's just all the fun, but I'm not the I'm not always great at stealth mechanics, and the stealth mechanics in this game make someone who's not good at stealth mechanics a lot worse at it. Um, but that's really the only like negatives I guess for me in this game. Uh, I guess some of the vehicle mechanics they're not bad. I don't want to like like, but like. I feel like some of the vehicles could have been improved. Like the driving, just driving. It's was very not great. loose it, I, yeah. there, and and some of it was trying to figure out the right controls to use with driving the driving mechanics. But and like the, see, the, it's no, not problem. bad. Like I don't at all want to say it's bad, no, but no, you first. Okay, see, I didn't have a problem with the driving, but that is because I don't know. Again, I have played this game before. Maybe I was just used. Mm -hmm. See, my my thing with the with the driving was that. You have the you have this real car that you're driving. It looks like a real life car that anyone with enough money could go out and buy, and it drives like a go kart. Yeah, but it, it, it okay. I get that, but again, it's a Bond game where mm -hmm. you are blasting people with gadgets. I don't. It just it, yeah, again. I, I didn't. I don't want to go full Gran Turismo controls or I feel like that. I want. I want to feel it. Just it was very loose with some of the things. It was uh, some of the like going around corners was. An adventure sometimes. This was a game that with with the driving sections that could really have benefited from the way Flat Out 2 controlled. Mm. Mm. That's the problem. I think it controlled like Flat Out 2 at times, like I with a little less. But like, I just I all I think is just kind of tighten some of the controls. Like, and even in the multiplayer, things move a little quickly, quickly, and just tighten things a little bit. But again, this is more of a nitpick than an actual complaint in the game. It the game's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's just like if I were in there, I, I'm like, yeah, it could get a little frustrating at times, and just some of it, just because some of the controls don't don't work quite the way I wanted. That's fair, and I think that goes back to the thing that this is a PS2 game. Mm -hmm. Like the fact of the matter is, a lot of PS2 first-person shooters kind of control very loosely, mm -hmm. and that was kind of by design because they were trying to replicate the feeling of having a mouse, but you don't have a mouse. 
So there's a reason that the Xbox had m won the first-person shooters in the in that in that console cycle, because the GameCube is awful with first-person shooters. <laughs> I don't think I've ever played a first-person shooter uh, GameCube game. Uh, I like Time Splitters. That's about it on the GameCube. Uh, I think we mentioned it with Wolverine with the C stick, is that the C stick had to be used a lot of times as your as the camera. As, as the as camera the and the C stick yeah. is not good with that. Yeah. So the GameCube had a because that's how they control they programmed a lot of these and apparently the this version Nightfire on the GameCube is apparently great. It got the best reviews of consistently throughout all all of them. Huh. Uh, it went GameCube, Xbox, PlayStation I, uh, Two. I'm almost debating buying the GameCube version just to see how it compares. I doubt it'll be much different, but it, it's mm -hmm. it, it'll be fun. But the PlayStation Two also struggled with a lot of the first person shooter stuff. Just again with the way they had a lot of the uh, joysticks and the way they had the analog sticks, it was trying to figure out how to, because the Xbox had one and one, it was, it was a lot easier for people to control. You actually said something interesting before we recorded about the people who helped develop, I think, the PC version? Yes, uh, Gearbox. So uh, the developers of the console, home console versions was Euracom. The developer of the Windows version was Gearbox. The developer of the GBA was JV Games. And the developer of the Mac was Asper. That is really weird for, so for one, it's really weird that they have that many developers developing that many different versions. But also, the fact that Gearbox helped make the, yeah. the yeah. guys that, that made Borderlands. And ironically, the PC version is the worst. Is the worst one. Gear, not just Gearbox, not, not only just Gearbox who would later vote uh, Borderlands, but they were legitimately using Valve stuff, so using Half-Life. <laughs> that is weird. And like, you, uh, and when you watch gameplay of the PC version, you can tell. So that, that there's like a source, source engine Bond game. That just and feels weird. The PC version cut out all the driving. It's just straightforward uh, first-person shooter. So it... Which makes it feel less Bondian mm -hmm. to me. Because part of the fun of Bond is... Uh, there's a really good mix of gunfights, action mm -hmm. sequences, fist fights. Uh, so, I mean, car chases rather than action sequences. Whatever, you get what I mean. But It's like a balance. Yeah, there's a good balance. And cutting them out kind of gets to the problems a couple newer James Bond games have where there's too much of, of one, one thing. thing. Like, that's, yeah, that mm -hmm. was the problem that I heard about Legends is that it was too much like all of the other all of the other shooters that were around it, at the time. It's a problem with Legends, and it is also a problem with GoldenEye Reloaded. Mm -hmm. Gold Which, Re Eurocom made both. Oh, wow. Yeah, they went from one of the best Bond games to one that I've heard is considered okay to good, and then one of the worst. They have, they have a lot of experience with... Uh, I'm just going to go through a bunch of them. They've been making games since 1990. Oh, wow. So they made, they, they made the Lethal Weapon game for the NES and the Game Boy. <laughs> okay. uh, mo most of their games are properties. They do have some original properties, uh, things like Magician, Machine Hunter, Forty Winks, and Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy, to name a few. Okay, I've what? Heard, what? One, I've heard what? one of I've heard Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy is actually really good. Uh, uh, they made Disney's The Jungle Book oh. on the all the systems: the Genesis, NES, SNES, and Game Boy. Uh, they did the Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo port to the PC. Oh, that's, yeah, that's right. Earthworm Jim. Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 for the Sega Saturn. Oh. <laughs> Duke Nukem 64. 
Oh. Which, fun thing is, Gearbox also did a lot of Duke Nukem stuff later on, so. Yeah, Gearbox, I was gonna say, Gearbox is the one who ended up publishing Uh, Duke The PlayStation Nukem. Disney's Hercules. Oh. Okay. Mortal Kombat 4. <laughs> oh. oh. Disney's Tarzan. Yeah, uh, okay. You're gonna love this one, Thomas. Mortal Kombat Gold. Oh, yay. <laughs> That's literally just Mortal Kombat 4, but for the Dreamcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And then in the 2000s, they kind of started developing, you know, they, they their second game uh, in the 2000s was The World Is Not Enough. Yes. That was their first Bond. They would then follow that up with Crash Bash. Ooh. We're going to hear, we're going to in a few weeks actually cover one of their games. Crash Bandicoot, The Wrath, the Wrath of, Cortex. of Cortex. That's right, they did both. So they did that. I thought it was two different people for some reason. Uh, so right before they did Nightfire, they did, uh, it, they just finished Wrath of Cortex and the Rugrats for the Game Boy, Rugrats for the Game Boy Advance, I Gotta Go Party. And they would... Get it? <laughs> they would, in the same year, also release Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets as they did Nightfire. What the fuck? <laughs> wow. They also, in that, the next year, they made a Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy the, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Chaos Bleeds, wow. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, that was... Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, just a couple more... And uh, to go back, you know, to talk about it, they made the Batman Begins game. No way! <laughs> Everything comes full circle. So, yeah, the, what we're learning is that they're very bad at making games with stealth gameplay. They also made Spyro, oh, I, see, A Hero's I like, Tale. See, I like Batman Begins. Yeah, Batman oh, Begins is great. Batman uh, Begins. So they did, that's the one with Elijah Wood as Spyro, isn't it? I believe that is the one. Or was, the first, no, was, I thought that was New Beginnings. That's that right, be, New, it's new, new Beginnings. beginnings. No, yeah. Hero's Tale is the... I don't know, Hero's... I didn't like it's, any of the GameCube Spyro, so... It's one of the PS2 Spyro games that people don't like. <laughs> uh, they also made Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Oh, was it at World's End game? Yeah. Apparently Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Uh, uh, I've actually heard that game's pretty solid. Yes. Really? And yeah. uh, let's just... let's just uh, We talked about they made Legends and Reloaded, as well as GoldenEye for the Wii in the 2010s. But let's the, the last one I'll mention on it, they made the Quantum of Solace game. Which, it, which I believe you said is actually a Casino Royale. I was going to say, fun fact about the Quantum Assault game, because that movie had such a hellish development to the point where the script was being rewritten while the uh, film was being filmed, the developers of the game were like, fuck it, just use Casino Royale. That's literally all we have. So it, so it turns out that the beginning of the Quantum Assault game and the ending of Quantum of Solace so, game is the only Quantum of Solace that in the makes game. Sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Eurocom was a, a company that ceased to exist in 2012. Oh, that's sad. But at the, right they after had, 007 Legends. Would have been, yeah, right after they, they laid off all their employees and then ceased in 2012. They had three unreleased games that they were they were working on. One, one way back that they just canceled on the NES, one that was on the Genesis, and then one for the Wii. Spider-Man 4. Oh, wow. What? <laughs> what? Un they were going to make a Spider-Man 4 game? For the Wii. Mm -hmm. Yeesh. There was gameplay released for Spider-Man 4. Yeah. And it oh, looks really? very similar to Web of Shadows, honestly. Oh, wow. Was was uh, was Tobey Maguire going to be in that one, too? Probably. Uh, I, at least probably some form or likeness at that point, because it would have been on the Wii, so it's late 2000s, so... Yeah, it, it, well, it would have been wow. after Spider-Man 3, so, so you know, yeah, late yeah. 2000s. You know, late like 2000s, but it looks like a, comp a company that 
did a lot of good things. Like we sometimes look at these and we're like, wow, there's a few things I don't know. There's a lot of good in here. There's also some bad and the <laughs> 2010s didn't was not great for them honestly. Uh, no. Yeah, uh, let's uh, but they did a lot of good on the GameCube, PlayStation 2, Xbox era. They did some real good on the PlayStation, SNES, 64 era. So, so it, they're a pretty good studio, and you can tell you can tell by playing Nightfire that it's it's a studio that knows at least what they're doing on games. That they're you know they're going to make a they made mostly made competent games yeah. that played. Because, mm-hmm. because and if they made them right, then you get this and it's fun. Right? Yeah. Because let's. Again, let's get this out of the way. I mean, we got it out of the way before. But Nightfire is a fun-ass game. Mm-hmm. There's no denying that. Just, I mean, it's four and a half hours, so obviously you don't have to watch the whole thing unless you want to give us that revenue. <laughs> just um, do what I've been doing with rewatching it and just rewatch it in, like, hour-long intervals. <laughs> and uh, eventually when I edit down the best of, <laughs> oh. yeah, the be- f- best 15 minutes out of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had a blast playing Nightfire because it is a fun game. And that a lot of that goes down to just yeah, it's a really competent first person shooter. Yeah. I'm I'm really glad that we got we're getting to this point of the podcast so that I can actually so that we can talk about the experience of playing this. I I mentioned this on the stream. Just when I thought it couldn't get more fun, we somehow found a way to make it even more fun. We played multiple of the modes. Uh, we played the arena. We played capture the flag. We play. We did play the uh, uh, king of the king of the hill, king of the hill which was the one we, we did the most. Yeah, and we played the alternate arena that was by lives. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there was and there's teams, a lot of it. Yeah, we did the teams. There's a lot. Uh, the, one of the things that they added in this game is that. You could have a lot of uh, bots playing, which Halo does that did a lot. Uh, Halo does that a lot in their games, but it, it, it meant that you know, if four controllers, you could have up to six bots. You could have ten, ten depending on skill level, uh, bots, ten people running around each map uh, on the uh, GameCube or the Xbox. Sorry, PlayStation Two, you could only have six because <laughs> oh, <laughs> you could only have the in the, the two controllers plus the four bots. <laughs> yeah. So the, the 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 thing that made it like the most fun, I think, where where this game peaked during when we played Big. it is when we is when we did King of the Hill, and the weapons loadout was explosives one, which was exclusively rocket launchers and grenade launchers. That is when that game. Went from fun to bonkers. It just yeah, because let's get yeah that that stage probably took like there's a time limit. Sean put it to like thirty minutes. We took up that thirty minutes because (laughs) no one stayed in the ring for more than five seconds. Yeah, for like two seconds before your head got blown off again. Uh, It was especially really fun in like the tighter levels where like everyone knows where the circle is and you can like like. Uh, well, it was, it was the the missile silo logo was the one that I think was the most fun because it's like all the floors were like graded so you could shoot up into the up into the platforms above and kill anyone standing on it. It was yeah, it it was an experience. <laughs> it was it, it was it very was, fun. I was it was fun crying like I don't I don't know if I said it during the stream but my hands were turning numb from <laughs> from from the from playing. It was the first time that it ever happened while I was playing a game. It was incredible. <laughs> There's also just a lot of custom customization in the multiplayer. You can change so many things from weapon set out, uh, but also, you know, health, 
how, how many bots appeared, vehicles, uh, weapons that are uh, uh, mounted weapons. You can make every single other character Kiko if you want to. Yeah, which you can is make every what we did. We can make every character the same character wandering around, which was very funny. <laughs> yeah, you say funny, I say terrifying because you open this door and there's just and there's just like six Asian women in spandex with rocket launchers <laughs> aiming at me, and it's like, oh sweet Jesus! Normally this would be normally this would be heaven. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunately <laughs> this is not heaven. This is hell. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. We we obviously the explosives using different explosives, which again this isn't uncommon for shooters at the time, but it's also hard to develop a game to make the weapon sets work individually, you know, and things like that. We tried a couple of them, you know, just straightforward pistols weapon set, or, uh... That one uh, was, the, the pistols was, like, probably the most difficult one, other than explosions, too, which was just grenades, which was stupid. Uh, but the pistols was also a little bit tricky, because they don't do a lot of damage unless <laughs> you're, like, point-blanking Unless somebody. you're headshotting. And, 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 you're, or, and or you're headshotting, that, yeah. That's one where you you have to headshot. But that's also where you can get the golden gun. Mm -hmm. That is, which I had for all of two seconds before I got capped in the head. We used the automatics, uh, which that was pretty fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed the automatics. Yes, all of those, every, every automatic weapon in the game that I controlled at any point in there worked great, and I really liked yeah, them. I really liked the automatic weapons, which also, that's... One of my favorite parts of the single-player mode is when you can get an automatic weapon <clears> and just go ham. Yes. Which, that might be because my favorite part of the Bond, uh, some of the Bond movies, specifically the Brosnan ones, is when he just gets a machine gun and decides, you know what, fuck these guys in particular. <laughs> I'm going to 80s action movie now. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Maybe that's why Brosnan's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. Uh, but the customization really ups the game. Uh, in a lot of ways. And again, not to say that's uncommon in shooters, it's just when it is implemented and implemented well, it takes a fun experience and makes it an even more fun because there's just so many different ways to play it. Yeah. Uh, all the, I, I liked all the multiplayer maps. They were, they were all, even if they were smaller or bigger, they were all, they felt very good moving around. Plus, they were really well designed. They are really well like, designed. Part of the fun of the Bond franchise is just the villain bases, and mm -hmm. I think that's what that's what most of these are. Mm -hmm. And they look like the villain bases. Specifically, my personal favorite one was Atlantis. Yes, just, Atlantis was uh, great, which was so, from uh, Spy Who Loved Me. That's Spy Who Loved Me, yes. Oh, because, yeah, that was another thing, is that there were a lot of environments that were from different... Because that... Oh, yeah, you brought that up earlier. That villain mind. has one of my favorite plots of the entire franchise, which is, I think underwater is cool. I'm just gonna make the entire world need to live underwater. Oh, it's, so it's uh, the uh, the villains of Pokemon uh, Sapphire. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, except, no, uh, or, uh, Pokemon. Yeah, Ruby and Sapphire. Sapphire, yeah. I, I, Team I, Aqua. I told, yeah. I told uh, Thomas, it's a lot like that that one Spider-Man comic villain where he's like, you know, you... You, you could you could cure cancer. You're like you're, if you're able to turn people into dinosaurs, you could cure cancer. And he's like, but I don't want to cure cancer. I, I, I want to turn, turn people, people into, into dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Yeah, it's very similar. It's like with all the money you have, you could stop world hunger. I don't want to stop world, world hunger. hunger. I want to make the world live underwater. underwater. Uh, but yeah, the the levels they feel very Bond. They feel very good. And also, 
the graphics held up pretty well in this game. They did. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we, we we pushed them to their limits at times. There was a lot of there was a lot uh, of slowdown, and I don't think that's necessarily the game's fault because we decided we to pushed have, it to the limit. We on decided things. to and have like is, ten players with all with rocket launchers just blowing the shit out of the. And screen. the thing is, I think <laughs> even with the with the frame issues, at some points it made it even more fun because you you could like you could like move to the side really quickly and you can just see a rocket very slowly moving past you, and it's. <laughs> It was fun. It is so yeah. fun. Yeah, this, the, this game is a blast. This it's, game is. Uh, I think we've talked a lot in other podcasts about party games uh, or being a fun party game mm-hmm. or things like that. Or the games, hey, that potentially this game could have been a fun party game. This game was, was a, a fun, fun party, party game. game. And it, 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 it is able to capture all the fun that GoldenEye was mm-hmm. and put it into the same game format. Uh, I'm glad that this game sold well back in the day as well. Uh, it, oh, yeah. It that's sold right. 5 million units it, within its its first uh, year, it looks like, around a year, with Xbox actually hitting platinum hits for selling 2 million copies. So, considering the Xbox market was saturated with first-person shooters because mm-hmm. Halo broke the world, so, like, there just were so many shooters on the Xbox that came out. It, this one didn't get overlooked. People bought it. And uh, it's fun. And it is very fun. That could be. That is because it's a good game. But I think that's also the power of the Bond license. Yes, I think so. Because yeah. especially back then, Bond had his name attached to quality. And I, I do think there is, there still is a hankering for Goldeneye. That 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 feeling that everyone had playing that game back, you know, with friends in the '90s, sitting down with your 64 and played it. It's why. The re- the releases of Goldeneye on the Switch and on the Xbox coming up. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know they're, that. They're, they're, awesome. They are porting it. Now, the Switch is the only one getting online play of, of the two, but they're both getting it because Rare is both a, is what the, the Nintendo owned the license back in the day. Mm-hmm. Xbox now owns Rare, so that's why it's coming to mm-hmm. both. Which, which we... Which let's talk about just how ridiculous that is that that is coming to the Switch again because... Again, let's put it this way. They had to get the licensing from Bond, from all the Bond stuff, and from where, where? Rare, Rare slash Microsoft just to get that on the Switch. Mm-hmm. That's, that's And then it's coming, it's going to play, and it's going to be awesome to play it. Yes. I'm going to suck if I have to play it online very much, but I'm, I am excited to play it. Uh, I have a feeling we are all going to play it at some point. Probably. I think, I think, I think lead, leading up to them revealing that, it, it's... It's really cool. It was a little bit less uh, surprising when you realize that they they introduced they did Banjo Kazooie first, mm-hmm. which is also rare. When like they, again, when you say it like that, when they have to get the the Bond license as well, mm-hmm. it's still yeah, very that, much impressive. That's my thing. Getting and the I'm Bond license. Very happy they did that. That's my thing. Getting the Bond license because Bond is very notoriously kind of difficult to work with with the licensing. Mm-hmm. That's why it took years to get a GoldenEye relaunch. Hmm. So after multiple. Remakes and sequels uh, that were attempted. Oh dear! Yeah, Rogue well, Agent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I heard uh, Golden Knight for the Wii was good. I mean, it's Golden Knight for the Wii. I mean, Golden Knight for the Wii and Golden Knight Reloaded are basically the same yeah. game, just once for the Wii. Mm-hmm. My pr- and they all both have the same problem. I just okay. <laughs> oh, here I, we go. I don't hate Daniel Craig's Bond. Let's put it like that. But what if Daniel Craig? P- as Bond played Shadow the Hedgehog. 
Honestly, that wouldn't be a bad cast. <laughs> um, um, but I don't like, know if I could handle a British shadow. I don't know if I could handle that. I don't think the internet could. We already have a British <laughs> Knuckles. Oh, yeah, that's right. We just have all Sonic's rivals be British. <laughs> um, look, I don't hate Daniel Craig's Bond. I really don't. He does a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck did you put him in Goldeneye? Mm -hmm. There is literally no reason to do that. There is no reason to put him in all movies in 007 Legends mm -hmm. when half of the fun of those movies is that specific take on Bond. Mm -hmm. Just Daniel Craig's Bond should not be in Moonraker. Daniel Craig's Bond should, and I know that's 007 Legends, but fuck it, I'm on a thing now. But D Daniel Craig's Bond should not be, I don't know. I That well, is a big problem with Legends and any of the GoldenEye, well, less Rogue Agent, but definitely GoldenEye, uh, re reloaded, relaunched, re Re-existing, whatever. Re-existing. <laughs> now, see, is, my, I don't, I don't know if I have a big issue with that. Now, hear me out. Hear me out on this. You got five seconds. <laughs> isn't uh, so? Isn't the idea supposed to be like every single Bond is the same person? Yeah. So then, but the fact of the matter is, it's a different portrayal still every time. Yeah. You cannot look at Roger Moore and go, "Oh yeah, that's Daniel Craig." Well, especially I mean, because, especially look, because Daniel Craig the is way, the start of a new timeline. The way Legends was pitched initially to a, like a lot of people there was, you are going to get to experience all the movies. And so for me coming into Legends was, oh, I'm going to get to choose which Bond I want to experience all through it. So, hey, if I want to go play as Pierce Brosnan in, Golden, uh, in Goldfinger, I get to do that. Or if I want to do these, which Bond through that ranks. When it is just Daniel Craig who is fine that the way Legends was pitched is one of the things. Also, I just didn't like Legends. Okay. I just didn't like playing Legends. So, the, something prob the problem with Daniel Craig as Bond, again, I do not hate Daniel Craig as Bond. Mm -hmm. He is a perfectly fine Bond. But the problem is, and it's by design because it's what the movies are trying to do, he is kind of bland. And it's not, again, it is not his fault. It's just what the movies are designed to do. But he is kind of a very quiet bond and when he gets loud it's not really warranted mm -hmm. like inspector when it's like turn off this video of uh this girl's father killing herself and it's like but but she knows he's dead why are you getting so upset about this fucking hate specter anyway but as okay so something something i just i just want to make sure would you keep this same energy if they did the same thing with uh pierce brosnan now they put pierce brosnan in it you wouldn't no, Probably not because Daniel because I just Daniel Craig's Bond is not that interesting of a Bond to me. Mm -hmm. Daniel Pierce Brosnan's is okay, so it's purely because of a performance thing and not oh this Bond is in this movie. That's that's no, wrong. it's no. A purely a performance mm -hmm. thing. Okay, but, uh, that, okay. See, I was I was yeah. It is purely a performance it. thing, and there's also the fact that despite getting Daniel Craig's likeness, 007 Legends does not have him voice acting, and the voice actor is somehow even blander than Daniel Craig in Bloodstone. Okay, <laughs> see, I, so I was, I, I got that. The way that you were saying it made me, the, made me, I thought your reasoning was different than what it actually was, because I was like, well, how could you, how could you feel, feel that way, and then if, Pierce Brosnan did the same thing. It would be different, but it's purely no, a performance. It's, it's purely thing, a performance. So that thing. does make that's, sense. Okay. Yeah. So that that's on me. No, no it, it's yeah, it's fine. No, I, I did I did say it like that. When I say Daniel Craig's Bond should not be in space, that's not saying oh that Bond should not be in space. It's that Daniel Craig's Bond specifically. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because every Bond does also have a different tone, mm -hmm. even okay. if some of them and are it very just, mixed. It didn't. It doesn't always fit. And I think, again, licensing likeness and things like that takes a bit, but. 
the idea that I thought Legends was going to be going into it when I picked it, when I was getting excited for the game, was the idea of you get to play all the Bonds. And when that was not what's going to happen, and it's just Daniel Craig's, which, again, fine, but that was a letdown. And then I just I just didn't like Legends. I, I maybe one day I'll have to pick it up again and things like that, but Legends just... Oh, it sucks. I just did not like it. Legends, even if we take out my personal bias against mm-hmm. the concept, Legends sucks. It is basically Call of Bond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call of Bondy. Yeah. yeah. And basically. that's the thing is it just, it, f- which we can tie it back to this game is this game feels still very much like the Bond, like we said, like Goldeneye, but with a little bit of a, uh, of the, at the first person shooter at the time mix around into it. None of the Bonds that I've played since Goldeneye, like things like, uh, Goldeneye, Re- Goldeneye Relaunched or uh, Legends, they all just feel like whatever the modern first-person shooter is at the time. And I, and maybe right or wrong for me, I'm trying to recapture that feeling, which is why Nightfire was awesome. Okay, hear me out, hear me out on this. So from what, I've, from what I've seen of at least, at least the, uh, the early Bond games, maybe the later ones did this better, I, it, it doesn't really feel to me like there's any spying going on. Not really. Well, um, it depends on what... Because the thing with Goldeneye and Nightfire is that when you pick different difficulty levels, you get different objectives. Okay. So, say Goldeneye, you pick the hardest uh, level. You have objectives like steal this, these documents, photograph... Uh, mm-hmm. And in Agent Under Fire, I believe, there's actually a level where you do have to sneak through this base, take photographs of blueprints and everything. So there is actual spy stuff going on in the older games. The newer games are very Call of Bond. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is one of the reasons why... Sorry. No, keep, keep Which is one of the reasons on. why of Daniel Craig's games... I'm sorry, I'm on a tangent. Uh, one of the reasons why of Daniel Craig's games, Bloodstone is my favorite, because that one also doesn't feel very Bondian, but it still does have Daniel Craig doing spy stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, hear, hear me out on this. Next Bond game. It's probably not going to be like this, but this would be my dream. A Bond game that kind of takes cues from the Batman Arkham games. So, you know, yeah, I. but you're going to get a Bond game that takes cues from the Hitman franchise. That's what's coming next. Uh, see, I don't know. I see. I, I think I'd prefer because one the, that. It's I think the studio I, that made Hitman. Yeah, Hitman I know, games. but I think I think I'd prefer one that takes more cues from the Arkham games, where you're like, it's in a third-person view. And you're, you're going in, like, the Arkham puzzles and stuff. And I guess. Translate that to... Well, if I had to guess, the new Bond game is going to be kind of a mix of stuff. I mean, I don't think it's going to be purely Hitman. No. I don't want that because Hitman is mostly stealth. Bond, and you got to have a lot of action. Mm-hmm. Bond. Bond is a stealthy man, but you got to have a lot of action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, at least. And, and I don't think you'd want to have, like, the Hitman the powers, the things like that. And I don't think you'd want to have that in a Bond game, but I do like the idea of here is your map. Here are your objectives. Go be Bond with your gadgets and your, you have all these gadgets. You have all these things. It's less about, you know, not getting caught by people. It's more of like you have your gadgets. Maybe you can get into cars. Maybe you can do other things like that. Maybe you can escape and things like that. And again, instead of assassination, maybe have it be like, yeah, you need to find these documents. Mm -hmm. You need to, uh, steal these blueprints or steal win these a high files. stakes poker game. <laughs> so my, my that's an entire level. My my one. My, I'm losing it. <laughs> my biggest oh, I suck. I'm suck at poker. My biggest worry with the with the new uh, Bond game that the Hitman developers are working on is that it's probably. I think 
I don't know if they've confirmed it, but I think we're all pretty certain it's going to be an original story. It's it's an original story. It it they have confirmed it. Mm-hmm. it is okay, original, they have confirmed it's going it to be an original story. It is James Bond's origin. Mm-hmm. And it's it gonna, before okay. he became a double O. And it's going to be an original story, which makes which makes me worried that are they going to be able to get the light get the the license to use the cars because the cars are a big big deal in Bond things. And are they going to they they bet they. I'm, I'm, I know that there's someone who's working on the next Bond game right right now, listening right now. If you don't get an As- if you don't get Aston Martins in the new in the new Bond game, I don't care what model of Aston Martin you go with. If you don't have one in there, I will riot. It's a tricycle with the Aston Martin. <laughs> <laughs> it it's actually just a billboard for it in the background. It's, oh, got, that, it's, no. it's, in, it's in the game. There's a picture of it. <laughs> no, they need they need the Aston Martin. They, they fax a that... copy of a picture of the Aston Martin to Mason. They're like, see, here you go. Now tape it on your TV. And now I, don't have a, I, I don't even have a fax machine. You, you have to buy go back a, to the 90s and then <laughs> buy a fax machine. They're going to send it to me via pager. <laughs> Anyways, Nightfire. Uh, I, yeah, speaking of vehicles, uh, I know we talked about them earlier, but... I genuinely do think the vehicle levels. I, again, I think the other Bond games do them better, mm-hmm. but I like specifically the one where you're on the ice. I mm-hmm. believe that's something about Bond car chases on ice. They kick ass usually. <laughs> yeah. And uh, something about this level is uh, is that this game? I don't remember. I think it's this game. Uh, I don't know if you guys got to it, but there is a part where. There are these things called Bond moments. Mm-hmm. They're a thing in, I think, all of the PS2 era Bond games, mm-hmm. except Rogue Agent, but we don't talk about Rogue Agent. Because um, that was a DS game at first. Oh, jeez. Uh, anyway, it sucks. <laughs> uh, anyway, mm-hmm. but there are these really cool bits, and one of the things that I think does solidify this game as a really good Bond experience are things like that. Like, for example, in this car chase, you could make this turn right here and it'd be a pain in the ass. Or you can do what Bond would do, which is drive through this fucking building, ramping up these stairs, going like 50 miles per hour onto the ice and then drifting around and then going down this hill and then again ramping over a fucking bridge. It's like you can do that because that is what Bond would do. Mm -hmm. And... Those Bond moments, which again, this game, Everything or Nothing, and Agent Under Fire all have those, that is what I think makes these games a peak Bond experience. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, I may not be, like, really big on the on the vehicle sections, but I'm at least glad they're there. Yeah. Because that, it's a that's, part that's part of Bond. Yeah. yeah. Again, Mason lent me this DVD. It is literally a special that is entirely dedicated to the vehicles of James Bond. Because they're because, such an important part. Because yeah. it is an important part. They are absolutely part of Bond. a part, uh, as then, much as uh, Bond's martinis and, uh, and, the, <laughs> and the guns. And, 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 and the Bond girls. And the, Bond girls. And, and the, the gadgets. Even the cars are Craig, part of it. Even though the Daniel Craig era would have you believe the gadgets aren't relevant, they fucking are! Gadgets <laughs> are very important, and it is. Uh, this, ga- this game does not ca- take gadgets for granted. No. You will, uh, you I will love, use different I, gadgets a lot. I love, love the gadgets in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Specifically, one of my favorite ones is uh, the decoder. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a weird one to have, but uh, one of my favorite bits is 007, you need to find the password to get through the door. Or you just pull out the decoder and decode it because Bond's kind of an asshole. <laughs> uh, there was a, uh, there's a laser uh, that you can There's melt. a laser watch, You yes. can melt uh, uh, hinges. 
yes. off of safe, uh, safe in the first level and a couple other things later. Uh, there, there's different cameras, different things. Like, the gadgets are in this game, yeah. as well as the cars have rot missiles on them. So. And yeah. you know, missiles and machine guns and all that. And, you know, go, going back to the to the uh, cars and Nightfire, this game does a lot better than Agent Under Fire, from what I played of that game, which was very little. Um, but another thing that Nightfire does much better is it has the better car, because the car that you drive in uh, Agent Under Fire, I'll pull up a picture of it, it's a BMW Z8, which the Bond movies had a chance to make cool, and then they squandered it because they made it drive like five feet backwards, shoot a missile, drive forward, get cut in half. And Thanks on top of that, <laughs> and on top of that, it is a Classic. very ugly car. Like Look, I, the world is not enough. Is a Bond. Thing. <laughs> it's so yeah, bad. Yeah, I think you showed me it. It looks like a fucking. You, you know what it looks like? It looks like something Mickey Mouse would drive. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like it looks like with all with the proportions, everything. It looks like something Mickey Mouse would drive. And like they had they had a chance to make it cool. Like I'm pretty I'm pretty sure like before it was in Goldfinger, I'm pretty sure the DB5 wasn't considered like the best looking Aston Martin. So they could have done they could have done the same thing with the Z8. They could have loaded it full of gadgets and they could have had a cool thing. And then they didn't. To be fair, The World Is Not Enough is probably one of the Bond movies with the least amount of car chases because it's actually more focused on kind of Bond's personal turmoil. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the whole thing with The World Is Not Enough, again, big Bond fan here, haha. The, the thing with The World Is Not Enough is that Bond is going up against a woman main villain, Electra King, who reminds him of his dead wife. Oh. So his whole thing is kind of a personal struggle mm-hmm. with him, which leads wow. to... A kill in the series that I do genuinely love because it shows how cold Bond can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's get that out of the way. Bond's not a good person. No. So that's kind of the thing that a lot of people miss whenever people make these fucking bullshit articles about uh, Bond is a terrible franchise because it encourages men to do all these things. No. Bond is a bad person. And he gets screwed over like a bad person. Yeah. And yeah, he this comes. This is why almost every movie has him get, especially in the. Brosnan and Craig eras, he gets his comeuppance all the time. Yeah, and, and again, he's he's the less he uh, he's not a terrible god awful person. He's not a villain or whatever, mm-hmm. but he's still not an idol. Yes. Even Ian Fleming, for all his flaws, has straight up said he did not like that he portrayed Bond as a more of a hero, to the point where he straight up wrote the book The Spy Who Loved Me to erase the idea that Bond was a hero. Mm-hmm. Wow. And wow. now that book sucks, but that's besides the point. <laughs> yeah. What so were we talking yeah, about? That, <laughs> yeah, so that's Nightfire. It did is you, a game. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to say on either the multiplayer or the single player? I don't know if I don't know if we've ever took any any time out to actually recommend these games that we've played. I fully recommend Get 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 some friends. Get an get an Xbox. Get a P, or did the PS2 GameCube, or GameCube, get GameCube. get a GameCube. Get any of the ones with four player. Get three of your friends together. Or strangers on the street. Or strangers on the street. <laughs> pick King of the Hill. Pick Explosives One. Go. That is the most fun in a in a game that you will ever have. I mean, I actually did enjoy the multiplayer. I, I like just the basic loadouts, honestly. Mm-hmm. I like when you can find basically any weapon. Yeah. Because, all right, out of context, it's weird, but throughout most one of these levels, we kept sinking, sinking, 
singing, uh, what's she keeps me up by Nickelback. Don't ask me why. <laughs> But one of my favorite bits of the entire... Uh, I forgot that's what that song's called, and then I... Re- but one of my favorite... One of the lyrics in that song is, Funky little monkey, she's, she's a, a twisted, twisted trickster. trickster. Everybody wants to keep being sister's, sister's mister. It's a weird, it's a weird song lyric, Very but weird. one of my favorite parts is we were playing that game, and uh, I had one more kill, and Mason was in my sights, and for shits and giggles, I went, Funky little monkey pulled the trigger, and it instantly killed him. <laughs> It was beautiful. And I don't know why that... that, that, it, was, why that fucked me up. it was so funny. <laughs> it was very good. We had a lot of fun. Uh, that game... The game rocks. The multiplayer rocks. Uh, yeah, the game's very good. Yeah. On this podcast, we like to ask two oh, major questions. I completely questions. forgot about this. <laughs> I completely didn't really... For, I completely forgot about this part of the podcast because I was having so much fun talking about the multiplayer fun that we had. Well, I think... Mason forgot we were on a podcast. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. This is being recorded? <laughs> on this podcast... Heard us we, say funky little monkey? <laughs> on this podcast, we like to ask two major questions of all the games we play. The first one being, how does this game hold up? Surprisingly well. Surprisingly well. I think... I think visually there are a few areas where, like, like there were some some of the uh, environments didn't look all that great. I got stuck in a mountain at one point. That so. did happen. That uh, did happen. Yes. But at the same time, when you're like in the in the height of it and you're just enjoying the game, none of that matters. None of it matters. None yeah. of that matters. You never notice. The environments like, all work. The guns work. The characters move around. The levels work. It's yeah. fun. Like, like I you could, don't have to overthink this question too much yeah. this time. Like, I could nitpick some stuff. Like, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite little nitpicks is in the story mode. Dominique, who's like the chick with the black hair. Yes. Her hair is kind of like there's a little strain down to her cheek, and it always moves with her cheek. Yes. And it's like, is it super glued on? <laughs> <laughs> Did we glue the hair to her cheek? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's. I don't know. That was always funny. Yeah. This this is definitely not a game that we have to really think too much on that because the honest truth is. Even it if holds it, up because it's fun. Even yeah, and even if it didn't hold up, that wouldn't matter. Yeah, like there, yeah, of course, yeah, the performance issues at some points got a little bit annoying, but other than that, like, yeah, it I, mean, I did, I did get a headache playing the game, but I think that's because we were playing for four and a half hours. And either we were, either because we were stop laughing yeah, too. That, yeah. yeah, that was yeah, it uh, was a, yeah. I, like I said, my hands were numb, but again, I think that was just because of. It, How it, much? Yeah, it, it's it's working because I'm it's I'm having fun, so the pain is working. <laughs> <laughs> the second question we like to ask is: Would this game deserve a reimagining or a remake in a modern setting? Mm. Okay, see, for me, I actually do have kind of a couple answers to this. Mm-hmm. One, I don't think this game alone. I mean, like, would I take a port to modern consoles? Yeah, absolutely. But like. If I'm talking like a remake or remaster, not this game alone, but like maybe package it with Agent Under Fire and everything or nothing. If you get all the the this era, the early 2000s era Bond, the those three games, if you gave me one HD remaster. Yeah, not even full from the ground up remake, just yeah, the HD. Just remaster. the HD remaster, all three of them. Yeah, that would be an amazing you, thing. You could you could you could package them like um, how you you have the the ones that like the DVDs where they're all packaged by actor. Mm-hmm. You could have you know the the um, Brosnan. Yeah, you'd have the Brosnan package. You could have the Craig package. And, and you could have by the that. one Timothy Dalton game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, but has yeah. Connery ever been in? Uh, yes, they did his likeness. He, in a couple he was of them. in From Russia with Love. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, which is a very strange game. It's very strange. That was on the GameCube, wasn't it? Yes. 
happens a lot. It was it, okay. Fun fact about that game: the reason it was made was the same reason GoldenEye Rogue Agent was made because it was after Pierce Brosnan was publicly dropped as Bond, mm-hmm. but they didn't have another replacement. So they were like, "Shit, we need another Bond game because these things sell like hotcakes." So what do we do? So they made two games with different uh, ideas and different results. Uh, they made GoldenEye Rogue Agent, where it was like, oh, you can play as a Bond villain. That game sucks. It's really bad. Uh, and then they made From Russia With Love, where they're like, well, you go back and play as a classic Bond. You play as Connery. That game's actually pretty rad. It's strange, because it's basically everything or nothing, but somehow both better and worse. But it's, <laughs> but it's, it's pretty rad. <laughs> Uh, Look, in that game, you get the Thunderbolt jetpack. So what, yeah. there is everything that is right with the world when they, you play that game. <laughs> they included a lot of Connery stuff in that game. Yeah, which it's fitting. Uh, I mean, I would love just some of these games just repackaged, like, you know, put a bunch together. Maybe something like Limited Run Games is like, you know, one of those yeah. type of things where they're like, yeah, we have we haven't remade the game, but we put it on a new console. We've been able to, you know... Here, have the PS5 version of the of Nightfire. You know, I, yeah. those, those type of things I would like. I don't need a remake, uh, but I would absolutely play a port. I would absolutely, you know, if you repack things like that, that would work. Yeah. Because I think we are, we've seen them try to remake <laughs> Bo- yeah. uh, Bond Games Goldeneye uh, is, is the best example. And I just don't think it Best would. example? Yeah, the, the ex- only example. Yeah, that's the but it's, it's the uh, in terms of why it doesn't work. It sure was an example. Yeah, uh, and I mean to be honest, we have the new Bond game coming up. We have mm-hmm. IO Interactives. We have not heard anything about it. Come on, Game Awards! <laughs> Please give me the Wolverine game and give me uh, James Bond. As Tekken Eight's we... already been confirmed. So, <laughs> um, but also, you know. James Bond has always had multiple gameplay styles and multiple different developers, so mm-hmm. I think it'd be pretty good to maybe take the Bond license and not only give IO Interactive their game, but also give another studio a first-person Bond game. It's kind of a throwback to GoldenEye or Nightfire. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you don't have to make it as big a budget because I think IO's is massive. going to be massive. Hence why we haven't heard anything about, about it, it right. since, like, 2020 when it was announced. I, so. I would like not full-scale GTA, but the style of being able to want, as Bond, if you have your own, like, if you set kind of the Hitman idea of levels, but, like, with more of the GTA physics idea of it, that you can have getaways and you can get to these things and do those things, that would be, and maybe that is what we're going to get from uh, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, the new Bond, something like that, because... That would incorporate the cars into it, is something oh, I would yeah. think of. Oh, that, yeah, that, that would, would incorporate that. that would, you, yeah. you would have cars. Like, like, how cool would it be if, like, you know, shit hits the fan, but you've completed your objective, so as people are shooting at you, Bond can, like, jump off the roof and click a clicker, and the Aston Martin, like, comes up and catches his ass. Yes, you know, it does, the, does the Batmobile and, thing. Goes, yeah, full, basically. goes full Fast and Furious, like, plane yeah. comes in, drops the car. <laughs> full Spy Hunter. <laughs> like <laughs> Once again, coming full circle. Like, th- there are a lot of options, and I think this franchise is far from dead, uh, both film and uh, uh, video game, but... Yeah, uh, I there mean, are a lot of because because Bond can jump into a lot of different veins of yeah. of genre. Bond has been around for, no pun intended, eons. Yeah, it's been around <laughs> for a long time. So, I think it would be, you can do so much with Bond, and for God's sake, 
Io, just give me something. Mm-hmm. You could literally show concept art, and I will still probably bust a nut at the Game Awards. Just give me something. Yeah, <laughs> Just give us a little bit. Just give us an update. That's what yeah. we really need—an update with just some, with just a little bit. I already made people probably think I'm a misogynist right winger with that fucking men comment earlier. You're fine. Oh dear, I'm uh, not. I promise. <laughs> please, please don't click off. I promise. I'm, but yeah, if you actually <laughs> do hate Thomas here, you know, you can actually send us. An email telling us why. You can tell us it. It's at bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. That's bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. If the subject line is Thomas Sucks, you get the award of getting a comment by me going, yeah, LOL. <laughs> uh, but yeah, tell it. you can use that to tell us what your favorite Bond is. Maybe your favorite Bond game. Which Bond game would you like to see us play and talk about? I or anything. almost all of them. Uh, so. <laughs> we would absolutely love any email saying that. Uh... If you're listening to this on Apple iTunes, you can type in some words and give us a review and rate us five stars. You can tell Mason that he needs to you know, he needs to play more Bond games. Watch more Bond movies. Watch more Bond yeah, movies. Yeah. Get a better taste in music. I'm kidding. Look, and Spotify <laughs> Wrapped is happening right now. If you have listened to this on Spotify and we are somehow on your Wrapped, let us know. I, I, I was going to tell you that before we recorded. You were on mine. I, yeah, this podcast was on mine. It was, uh, the, it was the second. We it got one, second. baby. Hell what, what yeah. The first one? It was a song versus song podcast I listened to. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, everybody, thank you for tuning in. We will be back next week with uh, something a little different. Uh, maybe some souls and some swords. So, later. Get good, you slut.